0: It is time to recap a week in Drake Sports. This is The Bark, and here are your hosts, Noah Manderfeld and J.D. Pellegrino. (laughs) Hello, everybody, and welcome to another week in Drake Sports. This is The Bark. I am Noah Manderfeld, the sports director for the Drake Broadcasting System. And next to me is J.D. Pellegrino, a sports writer for the Times-Delphic. As always, J.D., how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing very well, Noah. We had a very successful... Previous week in Drake Sports, the football team absolutely demolished Moorhead State. Actually, didn't demolish them; they beat them bad, but they didn't demolish them. This was the the smallest margin of victory for a con- for a conference opponent this mm-hmm. season. It was what nineteen points. Still, yeah. still a good win. And then volleyball broke their their losing streak, getting a win against Evansville, who they previously lost to, but then they lost to Indiana State, who they previously beat. (laughs) So we are, yeah, we're going to get to men's soccer, women's soccer, and we've got a full episode ready for you guys. A
0: complete episode that starts off with football, J.D., and they had a pretty solid week yet again.
1: Yet again, and yet again, did fifth year running back Drew Lauer have another solid week. Just two weeks ago, Lauer rushed for a then-season high 124 yards on 26 carries. In addition to the monstrous ground game, he scored two rushing touchdowns and mm-hmm. that one receiving touchdown, which was, again, a hat trick. That was two weeks ago against Butler because they had a bye last week and then they just resumed play again on Saturday. This So this week against Moorhead State on Saturday, Lauer... He did the thing, you know, the thing. The thing. He had 28 carries for a season high, new season high, and new career high, 242
0: yards. That's a lot of yards. A
1: lot of yards. Lowry's 242-yard day was the first 200-yard performance by a Drake running back in more than three years. In the last two games, Lauer has reached new heights, combining for 366 yards on just 54 attempts, averaging 6.7 yards per carry, and he is now leading the Pioneer Football League in rushing <laughs> yards per game with 101.3 He is the only running back in the PFL averaging over 100 yards per game. And he sits right behind Jacksonville running back Calvin Turner in total rushing yards in the conference. Turner has 770 rushing yards in eight games this season, while Lauer has grinded for 709 in his seven games. So, you know, do the math on that. If Lauer would have that one more game, in theory, he would be beating Turner by about 30 yards. Drake's dynamic running back added two touchdowns in the effort against Moorhead State and had the longest play of the game on a 54-yard rush. Lauer's talents on the ground complemented by freshman quarterback Ian Corwin's aerial attack made for a very bad day for Moorhead State. I want to get one thing clear. Ian Corwin did not play his best game of the season. Mm -mm. This was probably his weakest performance in conference and since, you know, the first three games. But, Needless to say, Lauer really helped him out. His receivers were catching the passes that he was throwing, and it was a very successful game nonetheless. Corwin went 14 of 27 for 155 yards and added two touchdowns. He did throw one interception, but with Ian Corwin's passing and Drew Lauer's running, it it was too much for Moorhead State. Corwin's two touchdown passes were caught by tight end Devin Cates and wide receiver Mitch McFarlane. Cates' touchdown marked the sixth of the season for himself, moving him up to third in the PFL in receiving touchdowns. As I say every week, per Aaron Morgan, defensive lineman for the Drake Bulldogs, the defense aims for three turnovers a week. In this contest, safety Will Warner had two interceptions, but it gets better. Two interceptions, well, one, you can't really get much better unless you're Colin Seymour. Mm -hmm. He had a career day. Seymour recovered two Moorhead State fumbles, as well as intercepting an Eagles pass late in the fourth quarter. The Drake defense played their best game of the season, tallying five defensive turnovers. Very little chance for Moorhead State. Noah Drake captures its fourth straight win by a score of 36 to 17 to improve to 4 and 0 in conference.
0: This was such a good game, um, and th- th- that I'm saying that because Drake made mistakes. There were a lot of times where they could have scored. They only had 15 points in the first half. They they were dominating. I think they doubled uh, at one point Moorhead State's uh, average yards per play, uh, and they still only had 15 points. But yet their running game was working so well, and their defense came together, and they won it without Ian Corwin playing at his best. And, I mean, looking at Drew Lauer now, he has 100 yards. You he said he's number one in the Pioneer Football League. Ian Corwin— has 188 yards per game. Um, that's fifth in the Pioneer Football League, but I wish they had the statistics for what those stats would be if it was only conference play because Ian Corwin has been throwing the ball over 200 yards every game except for this one. Drake has a dynamic offense with both Ian Corwin and Drew Auer, plus this defense that has been absolutely lights out in conference play now they haven't allowed more than 17 points to any opponent and they've allowed a total of 47 points in four games
1: okay. yeah it's it's absolutely absurd and especially looking at looking at ian corwin at quarterback on that list of pioneer football league quarterbacks ian is the only only first year starter yeah so that is a testament to his character his willingness to learn and how much he really does want to win looking at this game Morehead State is debatably the toughest conference opponent Drake has faced this season. They have scored 109 points against PFL opponents and were four and three overall entering Saturday's contest. Drake also played Marist, who sits at two and two, same as Morehead State. But the Marist offense is it's very stagnant. Mm-hmm. It's it's la- you know it is scoring the second fewest points in the Pioneer Football League. Uh, only Jacksonville, no, only Valparaiso, excuse me, has scored less, and that is 70 points. So this was a type of game where we're slowly stepping up the level of difficulty that Drake is seeing in conference opponents, and I think that 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 is perhaps the perfect transition into the San Diego game that likely could be the conference title.
0: And it usually is a conference title, and again, we said this last week, I'm going to say it again, would we have seen Drake versus San Diego being played for the conference title uh, four weeks ago? Probably not. They went 0-3 non-conference, looked absolutely terrible, but the way that this team has turned around makes me believe that this might be the best shot they have at winning the conference title in the last few years, and that's not a knock on Grant Kramer. It's just the fact that Ian Corwin has filled in so capably for Grant Kramer, and this defense is still as experienced as it normally is. They're offensive pieces with Drew Lauer as a senior and all the receiving core is still as good as it's always been and so I I think right now they have a really good shot at beating San Diego next week on the road. I think they do have a
1: really good shot and looking at previous teams like last year versus this year Corwin does come in he does do the job just like you said mm-hmm. I think Grant Kramer is a little bit more capable of a oh, passer of and no one's arguing that yeah but looking at Everybody else around Corwin, it's elevating his level of play. Mm-hmm. Lauer, not having Kramer, you know, when you had Grant Kramer in, you were throwing the ball, you were throwing the ball forty times a game, fifty times a game. Yeah. With Ian Corwin, you're relying a little bit more on Drew Lauer. He is showing that he is capable of taking this team to new heights as he has in the past two weeks. Now looking at the defense, we might have lost a couple seniors from last year, but Will Warner, Colin Seymour, other guys on Aaron the defense, Morgan. Aaron Morgan, guys who are back for their fifth year. They are just that much better. So this really is a a mix of old and new, really combining, trying to do the best that they can and win their first conference conference title in I don't even know how long. Before I mean, before it's, been, 2012, it's been. I think it's twenty fourteen even maybe. It,
0: but like I mean, you talk about the defense. Sophomore Danny Morales has been outstanding. He's have, has a a bunch of tackles as well. Um, but, yeah, you're exactly right. And and one last thing I'll say about Drew Hour, It's almost incredible. He just walks in front of the line, puts his head down, and just – Bulldozes through. He doesn't get one yard. He gets three at a minimum, just because he n- trucks over every single. He's defender. got that he good bases. falling
1: forward momentum that you know you've got. You've got the lineman, his offensive lineman pushing him, Great. and you've got everyone else just yeah, really pulling for him, really making sure that they are getting maximum it's- yards. Next week, Drake heads to San Diego, as we mentioned, for what could be the Pioneer Football League championship. Kickoff is scheduled for four p.m. So good luck to Drake football next week at San Diego. So. Now over to men's soccer. Noah,
0: soccer has uh, Drake scored a few goals, but ultimately did not get a win. They started it off versus Valparaiso, and they actually fell to the Crusaders, 3-1. to one. This is a team that they defeated earlier this year in a shutout on the road. Now at home, they gave up three goals, which was a little bit disappointing. But Drake, they were the first team to score. Enzagusi. he drilled the first goal of the game. That's also a sixth of the season. But Valparaiso got the next three goals. Um, and really, they just kind of capitalized on what few chances they have. Now, Drake, they had 56% of the possession rate. Fourteen to four shot advantage, but four shots were on target for both sides. So That means both sides essentially had an equal opportunity of shooting at the net. Uh, three of them hit the back of the net for the Crusaders, and the Crusaders now have three wins. So this is definitely a game that's disappointing, and Drake definitely should have won. Um, but Drake comes away from that game, and they visit Loyola, who Loyola is not a bad team at all. And Drake were able to draw them. They drew them three to three. Now Drake started off scoring two goals. They got a two nothing goal early on, um, but Loyola after. Luke Anderson made five saves, five saves by the 78th minute. They finally broke through with a goal. He made another save. Then, in the 80th minute, they got another goal on a deflection off of a Drake defender, actually off of a save off of Anderson. And then they got a penalty kick that gave them the lead. Drake, though, responded with their own goal. The fourth goal scored in this game, or in this game, in that nine minute span by both teams combined. It was 3-3. They went to two overtimes. No one scored, and it ended as a draw. Luke Anderson, by the way, ended up with nine saves in this game. Luke Anderson played incredibly. There's nothing really more he could have done uh, to to help Drake win this game. Drake just gave up too many chances to Loyola, but they hung in there. They scored goals. And so I think Drake right now in a very good spot. They're now third place in the Missouri Valley Conference. Um, and they take on undefeated Missouri State at home to close out the season. They could be heading into conference uh, tournament as a three or a four seed, which would be really, really nice for this team. That's had a pretty pretty uh, impressive conference play so far. So yeah, they take on undefeated Missouri State at home on Saturday, September September 9th. That's in two weeks. So they have plenty of time until that date before the Missouri Valley Conference tournament in which absolutely anything can happen. On the other side, the women's side, uh, they are turning it on late in conference play, but that's Something that we're used to seeing, something they did last year. They hosted Valparaiso, and they dominated, winning 3-0. And this was their highest-scoring game of the season. Now, yes, Valparaiso has only won one game on the season. This is a game that they should have dominated. But still, they got three goals, one by Borman, one by Kavan, and one by Bruce. It was just a sign of domination and something that they kind of needed, especially the way they were playing beforehand. Um, before this four-game winning streak. They also had six shots on goals to Valparaiso's one. Now, Drake now sits at 4-2 and in conference play. They lost the first two games of conference play, and they've now won four in a row. They are now in third place. They are guaranteed a spot in the Missouri Valley Conference Tournament, and they have one more game versus Illinois State. If they beat Illinois State, the team that's ahead of them, they move into second place in the Missouri Valley Conference, which means that they get a first round bye in the tournament. So this game coming up on Thursday, uh, on Halloween actually, if Drake can defeat Illinois State on the road and win their fifth consecutive game, they will be the number two seed in the Missouri Valley Conference tournament. So that's an absolutely huge game. If they lose that game though, uh, and Missouri State defeats 1-5 Indiana State, which is pretty likely to happen, then Drake will move down to a four seed and they'll take on Missouri State in the first or excuse me they'll take on the number five seed in the first round of the Missouri Valley Conference tournament without the buy so that game again is on October 31st at 4 p.m. for that number two seed JD it's a big game with a lot of implications
1: yeah this is this is crazy that we are finding the women's soccer team in this position because this is what we talked about at the end of last year, hoping that this is exactly where they would be at. We never thought that mm. they would be the number one overall seed in the Missouri Valley Conference, but hoping that they could rebound, learn, and grow as players. They were a very young team last year to eventually take that number two or number three spot. And, you know, there were a couple of rough patches early on in the season where we had our doubts, uh, but. They really have put together a fine season, and as you mentioned, they really need to capitalize in this upcoming game to give themselves the best possible position for that Missouri Valley Conference tournament.
0: They definitely do. I'm going to serve it over to you at Volleyball, JD.
1: All right, so we do have relatively good news for the volleyball team as they did not continue their losing streak. Yeah, I know that uh, does not sound great, but they were (laughs) on, I believe it was a seven-game losing streak before – They turned it around on October 25th in Evansville, Indiana, and they got a 3-2 win over Evansville, who previously beat them 3-1. Looking at that game, Emily Plock registered 20 kills as as Drake rallied in the fifth set to defeat Evansville 3-2. That game was on Friday. The Bulldogs held a 2-0 lead in the match before Evansville stormed back to tie. However, the Bulldogs returned to form to win the match by set scores of 25-23, 26-24, 10-25, 15-25, and then 15-8. Obviously, those two losses, two set losses in there. The win snapped Drake's seven-match losing streak, and it was the team's first MVC road win of the season. So that was a very good win for them. Fourteen of Emily Plock's kills came in the first two sets to help the Bulldogs win those two frames before stumbling in three and four sets. Michelle Rabbit had 12 kills and three blocks, while Jillian Gergen continued with nine kills and a block herself. Moving into that next game against Indiana State, now this one was not as positive for the Bulldogs. Drake was led again by Emily Plack, who had 21 kills and nine digs to record her second straight game with 20 or more kills and third in her last four outings. We haven't talked much about Riley Dolphin lately, and that has been because she's injured, but she made her way back into the lineup and added seven kills on 12 attempts with two blocks. I believe that this was her second or third game back, but it's very important to have her coming around right now. She's another weapon that they have on the team, and seeing her back, seeing her healthy, and seeing what she can do helps. Finally, Paige Aspinwall added a double-double with 23 assists and 13 digs. Aspen Wall's 13 digs give her 906 in her career to rank 10th in career digs at Drake, and she's now the only Bulldog to rank in the top 10 in both assists and digs. She's 4th in Drake's history
0: in assists. J.D., this team... Uh, defeated an Evansville team that is actually not that bad, too. Five and four in conference play. It was a pretty impressive win, uh, able to rebound. But one question I do have that I don't think we know the answer to: Haley Bush hasn't played in a while, and that could be factoring into what this losing streak has. The freshman hasn't played, I believe, in the last couple weeks, so that could have some sort of effect. But the fact that they were able to beat Evansville and hold off Evansville late was really big for a team that's lost a lot. But still, things are not really looking up for this volleyball team.
1: Yeah, I. I Totally agree with you. We really do not know the status of Haley Bush. We don't know if she's going to be back for the Missouri Valley Conference Tournament, but that is a good observation. They, The Bulldogs have not won in the last couple of weeks other than that Evansville game, and we have not seen Haley Bush in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So when she was playing, she was leading the team in kills. Her and Plock were just two very, very, very good weapons for the Bulldogs, and now having only Emily Plock having Riley Dolphin come back does give them a little bit more depth, but... Haley Bush has been dominant when she's been on the court this season. The volleyball team's next game is... Let me check my watch. Right now, they are facing (laughs) Valparaiso at Valparaiso. Once the game is over, they will only have seven games remaining before the MVC tournament, where they will likely be looking to upset all their opponents because it does not look currently like they are going to get too good of a seed. Right now, they sit at the bottom of the standings. Once the game is over... They will only have seven games remaining before the MVC tournament. Noah, what do they have to do to get into this tournament? You know, only the top six seeds make it into the MVC tournament. This isn't where everyone makes it. And like soccer, where you, you can upset everybody. What do they have to do in order to turn this around?
0: Well, right now they sit at 2-8 and eight in conference with that win over Evansville. Um, but it's a long road. They have they're two wins uh, behind Southern Illinois. Southern Illinois is 4-7. Drake is 2-8. and eight. Um, They've also got Indiana State above them, Valparaiso, Missouri State. So right now, it is not looking good. It's very possible that they don't even get in the Missouri Valley Conference Tournament. But they do still have right around eight games left in the season. So there is time to turn it around. They've got to win, I'd say, at least four of these next eight games. But likely more if they want to get in it's a long road and they've dug themselves quite a deep hole
1: winning four is hoping that all of the other teams close lose all of their or games, or you can defeat of some of
0: those teams they have a game versus right. indiana state valparaiso so that's a possibility as well
1: so we are going to hope for the best for volleyball but right now it is not looking too
0: bright no no it isn't jd And that's going to conclude it for us this week on that sad, sad note. But all the other teams are looking good as they go into Missouri Valley Conference tournament play. So good luck to the soccer teams as they close their season out. Good luck to the football team as they play what could be for the PFL championship game. And good luck for the volleyball team in trying to qualify for the tournament. Let's have a good week in Drake Sports, folks.